your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Sporting Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. For that, it's presented by Happy State Bank. We get this. Old school Legos are why Chuck's generation was so good with tools and building things. Well, not sure what happened to Chuck, but the rest are super creative. (laughs) It's probably probably fair. Uh, Somebody says back when Legos were cheap, now they're some that are over $100, right? But I think you can get them even more, way more than that. Oh, yeah, way way more than that. Um, Well, I guess... It's all relative, right? I mean, when you kind of look at what's what's the but definition. You can buy the extravagant. There's yeah. some extravagant yeah. sets that are like three and four hundred dollars. Look, even even uh, you know, even even back in the day, it was it was somewhat expensive because you know it was just I don't know, it was just everything was expensive. It seemed like, but I don't know, maybe it was just everything was expensive at our house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think they're great for kids, though, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're not bad for adults either. No, I, I agree. <laughs> right. It would probably help me with my patience. It probably would have helped me Probably would have helped me yesterday. I was trying to send the lucky lady a text, and uh, and it wasn't go through. It was a, a picture of something. It was just spooling, 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 spooling. And so I deleted it. And that deleted my whole thread to the lucky lady. It's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. <laughs> bad. It's a bad high. But it was all. It's all. It goes back to. It goes back to my inability to be patient and to, you know, just kind of let things settle and then try to figure it out and be a little more methodical. Nope. I had to try to throw the long bomb. I'll just delete that. <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm. Life's gone. We'll have Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin. Did you here. die? I mean, I don't no. think you died. No. Life is not gone. No, it's just like my whole thread. But, the, you know, it's like, you know, starting over. Starting over with a lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some positives to that. Might be. Might be. You can do some things differently this time. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe mm-hmm. try, try to be... Kinder, gentler, and all those kinds of things. Sure. Uh, Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin on the air tonight at 6. Uh, Want to get your thoughts on on what you observed the other night with, with Oklahoma State. And, man, 90-73 to and 2-0 in the Big 12. And going to play K-State at home this weekend. And blah, 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 blah. Well, it was a taking care of business mm-hmm. Tuesday night. I mean, I thought you were the much better basketball team. And, um, did get off to a slow start, but, but were able to bounce back nicely. And um, yeah, I, I mean, you you you're, you've kept doing the things that you have been doing. And what I was looking for was just reassurance that Saturday night wasn't a fluke. And I definitely got that. It looked like uh, a team was still doing the same kind of things that they have been doing, which is sharing the basketball well and. Um, you know, uh, defensively, I feel like they they're kind of, you know, it's funny we always talk about the you know, it takes time to gel together on offense. Well, I, th- I think there's some truth to that on defense. This team looks like they just keep getting better and better on defense. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I was I was impressed and excited about and all the above. 
was there one thing that stood out to you more than another um where you just kind of went wow i haven't didn't see that coming or just just like really (coughs) pleased by like like for me a couple things the turnovers you only had four and at times what you saw from warren washington and then you know what 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 you saw from pop isaacs and 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 kerwin walton i mean it it was a good night overall yeah, um, I, I can't remember anything specifically, Chuck, that jumps out at me. Um, balance scoring again. You got a lot of different guys mm-hmm. contributing. Always love that. Um, but it was it was good basketball. It, it, you looked like the much better team, and you were able to show that. And, um, you know, Pop got off to a bit of a slow start, but then he really finished strong. And But just look at the number of guys you had in double figures. Mm-hmm. It just and and that's against a Big Twelve defense defense. So uh, I mean, really impressed. And and like like we've talked about, you don't have to have both Chance McMillan and Kerwin Walton playing well. You just need one or the other. Yeah. And it feels like every night one of the two is stepping up. Uh so have expectations changed for you, or is it too early? No, I think they have. I, I think that you know before i was 7 to 10 in the big 12 conference on the edge of making the ncaa tournament and i think you're now more 4 to 8ish in okay. the in the big 12 conference and mm-hmm. I, I think you're you look like a team that's going to be in the tournament okay i think coach McCaslin's done an awesome job yeah no 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 question i mean he seems to be pushing all the right buttons and and you'll hear from him tonight on red raider basketball with uh, grant McCaslin. so um We've got these. Uh, we've got these new teams in the in the Big Twelve, and kind of went, well. It'll be interesting to see what they what they bring. <laughs> they brought it last night. UCF beats uh, beats Kansas at home, sixty five to sixty. Also last night, TCU upended Oklahoma. They're you know one's going out and one's staying, eighty to seventy one. Um, I think both those both of those are road teams playing on you know t- both those games that were won were won by home teams but still it just goes to show you anybody can beat anybody in the big 12 yeah i don't think tcu over oklahoma was nearly the surprise that ucf oh yeah home no, against no, no, kansas no. was no. but um obviously oklahoma ranked inside the top 10 now that was it just shows you the depth that this conference has and mm-hmm. um tech may be good but they're not the only ones that are good that's for sure right. um and and ucf you know good enough on their home court to to challenge you so um just no no layups right and that's that's kind of what stood out to me is like oh that's <laughs> they can play too and mm-hmm. they would say hey you know we, we've we've got nice things too we we mm-hmm. put people on scholarship we we feed them we mm-hmm. show them film coach them up mm-hmm. all, all those all those kinds of things so you got you got a little bit of that, and your Jayhawks are just a dicey call away from being zero and two in conference. They play, are, right? yes. yes. <laughs> did you think that was a flagrant the other yes, night? Yes, I did. Okay, I thought it was the right call. Okay, yeah. but it's it's fair. I mean, they've that. Now the, the question the, to me was, would it have been called against Kansas there? Right. No, I, I understand that the the home cooking that they've got there. I mean, there's no reason yeah. to close that concession. My, my guess is that been, it wouldn't have been, but yeah. I thought it was correctly called. Yeah. Would they have correctly called it against Kansas? That's my question. 
I mean, I can't honestly sit stay, sit here and go, oh yeah, sure, Jamie, no, no yeah. problem. I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's it's. Yeah, I would would have said the same thing about you know the Longhorns in Austin or whatever, or the but, Sandys in Amarillo or. But, <laughs> but, but, but speaking of the Longhorns, I mean, you know, Max Aismith got he got away with a walk at Cincinnati and hits the shot and they they win it. At least that's that was it. That was. That was our observation. You know, it, yeah. that was ours. So Fink and I were watching it. Ah, that's a walk! Walk no call! <laughs> I really feel like Fink and Chuck could do a clinic for the Big 12 basketball referees <laughs> on uh, what a walk and what a double dribble carry and, and what a carry, carry. and travel, travel would all be. And sure. the differences in them. <laughs> And and what to look for and who to look for mm-hmm. uh, that uh, would be unprecedented yeah. in this day. Yeah. The insight that you could get from us is is stunning. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the high school officials. I feel like they call carries every once in a while, and I'm a fan of that. We're not seeing that. No. We're not seeing that at the Big Twelve, yeah. and that was not the problem. That that was not the problem last night. Mm-hmm. You know. Walk no call or maybe maybe the college players are just better at it than the high school kids. Yes, yeah, it's, it's maybe I think more. There's probably a lot of truth to that, and more acceptable too, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is January eleventh, twenty twenty four. Here is Jeff McGuire. You're gonna start in nineteen forty six. Burt Bell becomes the second NFL commissioner and promptly moves the Chicago headquarters to Philadelphia. Because <laughs> I think he was from Philadelphia. <laughs> 1963, San Francisco Warriors center Wilt Chamberlain scores 67 points in a 134-129 defeat to the L.A. Lakers at Cow Palace. The Cow Palace, yeah. 1973, the American League adopts the designated hitter. Oh. You weren't even born yet. You're probably irritated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Fast forward to 1990. Bob Knight becomes college basketball's Big Ten winningest coach mm. with his 229th victory. Doesn't seem like a whole lot. It was enough. Oh, I know. If you're talking about only conference games. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's and true. and the conferences weren't as large as they are now. No, and the no, that's true. So how many you figure they played? Uh, how many in the wasn't? How many were in the Big Ten? Oh, well, there was ten. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I think there were that's ten. Right, I think right. there were ten. Okay, okay. so 18, 18 a year. Yeah. So, I mean, to get to. Would you say, Jeff? Two hundred and twenty-nine. Yeah, take a while. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. I was just thinking how bad Big Ten basketball was for so long, and they they dominated. Mm-hmm. You know, I and mean, it was basically Illinois. It was basically, you know, Indiana and uh, Purdue. That Excuse me. Angry man for Purdue on the sideline. Yeah, Indiana didn't have an angry man on their side. It was <laughs> Purdue that had one. Hundred percent. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. They were best friends. <laughs> Marty Schottenheimer resigns as head coach 
of the Kansas City Chiefs. What year was that? Ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he. It was like it was like everywhere he went, Marty got it to a certain level, and just couldn't push it over the top. He did that with Cleveland, and he did that with Kansas City. But he he resurrected resurrected that franchise because it was it was terrible when he walked in the door. But it's unfortunate because he he never got to. He's like the winningest coach without getting to a Super Bowl. And in 2022, fighting back from being down 15 points in the first half against the reigning national champions Mm. and the only remaining unbeaten team in the country. The number 19 Texas Tech Red Raiders knock off number one Baylor 65 to 62. Adonis Arms led Tech with 14 points, nine rebounds, two blocks and five assists. While Kevin O'Banner and Bryson Williams both had 13 points. It is national, I, I don't know why these two go together, but they are. A happy National Hot Toddy Day okay. and happy National Milk Day. I like a cold glass of milk. Right. Cold glass of milk, mm-hmm. hot toddy. Well, they don't have to go together. It just happens no. to be on the same day, right? Right, but they are together on this day in history. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. And I, what is in a hot toddy? Uh, whiskey, lemon. Hang on. Whiskey, lemon, hot water. And I'm missing something. There's another ingredient that I'm missing. Yeah, taste. Maybe simple. Maple si- maybe simple syrup. <laughs> it's the 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 idea of the hot toddy is to uh, make you feel better if you're fighting a cold or something like that. Oh, okay. It's not quite. The- Bring it on. What? No, he he's. Uh, this is it right here. It's occasionally called a southern cough syrup. Um. Uh, Typically, a mixed drink of uh, liquor and uh, with honey and honey. That was yeah, maybe yeah. instead of the simple. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Lemon herbs uh, served hot. It's traditionally drunk as a nightcap before retiring for the night in wet or cold weather to relieve the symptoms of cold and flu. All right. I have never had a hot toddy, nor do I desire to have one. I have. Yeah. Don't they're not a You're, standby, but they are tasty. In, in okay, some, so now help me out here. So mm-hmm. okay, so is this the same thing that the what, what is Ole Miss yelling? Yeah, what are they yelling? The hotty toddy. Okay, probably. How do they go together? Old Miss and hot toddies, being in the South in Mississippi, and I don't know. Take I mean, we don't at it. we don't yell Coors Light around here. <laughs> Well, Chuck does at the post-game show. <laughs> we, don't, we don't go to our football games and, and Shiners from in Texas yell, Shiner Bach. That was, that was really funny. Okay. So I just wonder what the connection is. There's probably some, and it yeah. would be interesting. And I go, oh, okay. But I have no idea why. Yeah. And is that what they drink at football games, too? I doubt it. I, that just doesn't seem like something you would. Drink That's not something I would want to drink at a football yeah. game. Yeah. That's something you want to like sit down in a, a comfy chair or on a on a, a recliner or a, mm. a, a snuggie a, on a, a, a couch <laughs> and just sit, sit back and relax and enjoy. Mm-hmm. That it's not a uh, hoot and hollering good time drink. Yeah. Do you think uh, do, you, do you think Hacks is a hotty toddy guy? Do you think that he would be candidate for that? 
Mm, I'm gonna guess no. He doesn't seem like a hot drink kind of guy. Okay. Yeah. He's more of a guzzle one, you know, smash the can on his forehead <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> Happy birthday to Malik Jackson, who's 34. <laughs> Robert Earl Keene, 68. And Amanda Pete is 52. And gentlemen, there are very few things in life that never disappoint. Mm. Clearly not our us or our sports teams. <laughs> frequently, or coworkers. Frequently disappoint. Or coworkers. He's calling people out. In general, we all have that coworker who just disappoints us. <laughs> Today, however, we celebrate one of the very precious few that never disappoint. On this day in 1908, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt declares the massive Grand Canyon in northwestern Arizona a national monument. Roosevelt exercises right to make more than 800,000 acres of the Grand Canyon area into a national monument, saying, quote, Let this great wonder of nature remain as it is now. You cannot improve on it, but what you can do is keep it for your children, your children's children, and all those who come after you as one of the great sights which every American should see. And that is this Dan Sports History. Way to go, Ted. Six, uh, carry a big stick, 6.52 here this morning on the morning drive. Guns Up Girl in Georgia weighs in this morning. I drink my hot toddy with spiced tea as a base, honey, lemon, and a shot of whiskey. It is really, it really is soothing if you have a sore throat, cough, or just cold. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Guns Up Girl. It's good to hear from you. Uh, Big Huey says this. It's not the same thing. Big Huey. He always, if there's a parade, man, just put Big Huey at the front and it'll rain. It's, it's, it's always got a. It, what is he saying is not the same thing? The hottie toddy old Miss thing and the hottie toddy. Okay, so it's a completely different yeah, deal. It's just a saying with the old Miss people, you know. But, I mean, I've got to think that there's some hottie toddies that are drank there. They're. They're tailgate. So they're not they're not referring to the drink in any way, shape, or form is what he's suggesting. That's what he's suggesting. I, I you know, I, I looked up the hottie toddy. It's just it wears me out. The whole hottie toddy, you know, just that, that thing it just wears me out. It just wears me plump slick. Slick. I always thought it was cool that they like I don't know, dress nicely for their mm-hmm. football sure, games yeah, and all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's a cool tradition yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. I've always kinda I don't know. Rooted for Ole Miss because of that, like just because it's different. Yeah, whatever. no, I think it's cool. I don't really yeah. have that much of an opinion about mm-hmm. them um, until they hired, you know, their schmuck as a basketball coach. <laughs> no, uh, I hope the whole campus, you know, implodes. Implodes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi Man says this. Good morning, guys from Lubbock, Texas. I take a shot of Fireball. <clears throat> I think Jeff's been known to take a shot of Fireball, haven't you? I think Pepsi Man takes a shot of fire- Fireball just for fun every fifteen or twenty <laughs> minutes, doesn't he? <laughs> Maybe it's not driving. Just cause. Just, just, just cause. Just, just cause. Yeah, just yeah. cause. Uh, Six fifty-four this morning here on the morning drive. Let lots of high school basketball on the air for you tomorrow. We have got a girl-boy doubleheader involving Cooper on one hundred point seven. The score they play at Abilene Wiley. Friendship girls play at Midland High School. We'll have both those games here on Double T ninety-seven three and the Liberty girls and boys in action at Slayton. We'll have that for you on uh, 93.1 Texas FM. Okay, so uh, three double dips tomorrow of high school hoops. And then Red Raider basketball on Saturday afternoon. They play at home 
We'll have it at two, tip at three on Double T 97. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. With us today on uh, Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Um, it's funny, when I got in my car last night, um, and uh, they were talking, it was on uh, 100.7 The Score, I think I was listening to the words and wisdom of the bottom line when I was last in my car. Probably probably words and wisdom from you and Mr. Woodman. Um, it's funny, they were talking about Saban, they were talking about retirement, they were talking about him being, you know, just worn out with, you know, the recruiting of his own players and other people's players and high school players and collectives and things like that. And, and the, and it was just generically speaking, talking about all the schools that, you know, the, how competitive it had gotten and how the recruiting had changed from going after the high school player to these guys and, and portals and whatnot. And the guy, the guy says he brought, and he didn't mean this disparagingly at all. Uh, I, I took it as a, I took it as a compliment. It's just just from the standpoint that you get mentioned, because I mean I have no idea where these guys were. They were ESPN guys, and they're like, "Yeah, Saban like going up against like Texas Tech, you know, for players." But I mean, just the level of awareness everywhere of every school, uh, and how the competitive nature has kind of leveled out, um, and uh, you know, not having necessarily dominant teams. But I I thought it was just kind of fascinating that. You know, the one school that he picked out of the mountain of them was Texas Tech. Yeah, just ran, kind of random. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of random, mm-hmm. right? It was kind of it was kind of random. So I don't know. Maybe he was watching TV and there was a Graham Harrell highlight up there. I don't I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of just kind of random. Um, this new uh, this NCAA council yesterday voting to adopt rules to help athletes avoid unscrupulous agents in unfavorable terms. That really is not going to solve the, the problem. All it's going to do is create really more of a what we're kind of headed to is professional sports with a standardized contract for uh, NIL deals and and agents and things like that. I mean, at, at some point in time, and maybe they already are, guys, guys and gals that recruit for respective schools are going to be dealing with more and more handlers than maybe professional handlers. I mean, they've been dealing with handlers forever, whether it's grandma or uncle Bob, you know, or, you know, Jim down the street, you know, he's, he's been watching, he's been watching baby Huey here for, you know, 20 years, you know, and he, he's a pretty good businessman. We'd like you to talk to Jim. He's, he's the neighbor, neighbor Jim, right down the street, go over and visit with him. See what he has to say about our boy, because he's been looking out for him for a long time. Now it's just going to be more professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbor Jim. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess this is smart. I guess because the athletes are getting taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Um, it's sad though where we're kind of heading. Maybe we're and it's. And the it's it's the water's way way out of the underneath the bridge. I mean, it's up and over the bridge at this point in time. I mean, all of these things are. I mean, not surprising, mm-hmm. right? And anytime there's opportunities, yeah. people are going to take advantage. Sure. So I guess I'm 
I'm I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that this needs to be done. Yeah. Great. At, the, at the same time, you know, kind of is what it is. We, you know, a lot of people have said since the NIL stuff came about, you know, are are these people getting sound advice and are they doing the right things with their money and all of those kind of things? Mm-hmm. And um, I would guess that some are, and I would guess that a lot aren't. Some aren't. Yep. I bet there's a lot of tats and J's being purchased. <laughs> <laughs> Money spent at casinos and all the above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raiders dad, this appears, this text appears that he may be taking a little bit of credit for Saban's retirement. He says this, I met Saban last summer. I talked to him about Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. I guess I made an impact with him. He's scared. <laughs> he just knows the Red Raider trains are coming. Get off the tracks there, Get off, Nikki. Get off the tracks. Uh, this, I mean, this is the same coach who called, got called out by Jimbo Fisher for paying a player under the table, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't the first time either. Man, yeah, I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that that's that's happened a little bit uh, before. So, I don't know, kind of is what it is. Um, basketball last night in the Big Twelve uh, just goes to show you anybody can beat anybody. Uh, UCF beats Kansas, sixty-five to sixty, uh, last night. I mean, who did I? You know, I couldn't tell you one person on the UCF roster. They moved their record to ten and four. They went in the Big Twelve for the for the very first time. They had a packed house last night, from what I understand. They had three and double figures. But I mean, it goes to show you that hey, when you go there, you better you better be prepared because again, no matter who they put in the in the Big Twelve, anybody can beat anybody. I guess. Sure, sure. If you don't perform well, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't look like Kansas only scoring sixty had their best night. Yeah, they were six of eighteen from beyond the arc. That's uh, that's way down for them. But um, I mean, UCF was just they were just better last night. Yeah, and, and go back to Tuesday night. I mean, mm-hmm. Houston found out. You know, it's not always easy in the Big Twelve Conference going on the road to Iowa State, and you just expect a battle, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and Texas is a ranked team. Got mm-hmm. obviously they got challenged and at Cincinnati. And so, I mean, it's just you're going to beat teams in this conference that you probably shouldn't at times, and you're going to lose to teams in this conference you probably shouldn't because it just feels like nobody's a pushover. Yeah, and part part of that has just been this leveling out, um, whether it's coaching or facilities or players or um, I, all those things. If I had asked you who's the worst team in the Big 12 Conference, I think we all could easily say West Virginia, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we maybe said one of the new ones except for maybe, uh, you know, Houston. But, I mean, BYU's always had a good basketball program, and Cincinnati's always had a good basketball program. UCF, I probably would have said. I probably would have said UCF. I probably would have too, okay? But but that's the point I'm making. It's difficult. You know, West Virginia was the only team – when conference play started, that was below 500, and everybody else had a nice, shiny, sparkling record. And right now, it just feels, besides West Virginia, it looks like everybody's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. And West Virginia lost. And we'll find out they're not as good as we think they are. Yeah, you know, because it was a because they played weak non-conference schedules or whatever. 
We'll find out. I mean, it, it'll the cream will rise to the top, and mm-hmm. hopefully you're somewhere close to that. And, you know, when West Virginia split the sheets with uh, with Bob Huggins, there was the internal splitting of the sheets with players leaving as well. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Now you benefited from that. Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't be where you are right now. Without Joe Toussaint. Without Joe Toussaint. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, he's a huge factor. Yeah, no no doubt. How how your team plays. Did you, see, uh, you may not have seen this. You may have seen this. I don't know. Bob Huggins was at the was at the West Virginia game the other night. That's great. Like work release program or what? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he was like a concessionaire or you know mm-hmm. helping with you know the cleanup afterwards or. Cold beer here. <laughs> <laughs> he was like at the top of the uh, Coliseum there, uh, which is which is steep. Um, it's it's steep. It gets your gets your attention. I I went to the top of Gallagher Iba last yesterday afternoon. I mean, it's it's steep up there. You, you don't. I mean, sitting up there on a nightly basis. No, thank you. I mean, just the it was. I mean, it was a hike. I mean, you you actually were like using your breath to get up there. You would have. You would probably really enjoy that. It was, I was like, I was like, man, I was swallowing hard when I got up there. It's like. Holy cow, man! These it's a long ways up here. <laughs> it's a long ways up here. And I saw Huggy Bear doing the same thing. You know, he looked kind of he looked he looked terrible actually. Um, he looked terrible. So I don't know. Um, and I okay. So I'm really going to have to admit something here. I did not know that uh, that Johnny Dawkins was the head coach at UCF. I didn't know until they showed him being interviewed last night after the game. I knew he was a coach somewhere, mm-hmm. but I didn't know where. But he's yeah. a he's a Kansas killer from the '86 Final Four. Yeah. So Go, going back to Huggy we Bear. all love him for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> going back to Huggy Bear very quickly, Chuck. You said that he was looking terrible. Mm-hmm. That's so shocking because he was always such a GQ guy. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Somebody wants to know if I'd push him down the stairs. Uh... <laughs> I don't. He hasn't done anything to me. He hasn't made me just disgruntled. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station Double T ninety seven three. All right, gentlemen, we're going to go NFL playoffs. Okay. It's a two-parter. Okay. I want you to tell me who you think will be, which game will be the most exciting, mm. best game this oh, weekend. Okay. All right, like that. And so that would mean the one that you think is going to be the closest. Mm-hmm. Okay. And which one you think has the chance to be the most boring. The most boring. Be the biggest blowout. On Super Wild Card Weekend. Well, since I can't predict any of the other matchups for future weekends, right. it would have to be this weekend. No, I just wanted to point out that it was Super Wild Card Weekend. That's how it's being promoted. Okay. Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, let's see here. I I, th- I think the game that is going to be the dud is Cleveland-Houston. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the dud. Um, I think I think Cleveland could donkey stomp them, just carve them up and down the field. It won't be compelling. It'll be 
17 points or more difference in the ball game. Okay. okay. You're calling for a 17-point loss at home in the playoffs. He uh, th- Yes. Wow. Yes. He, he asked for my opinion. No, I, no. I'm just shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm not, you could be right. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out on, on Saturday. I don't think it's crazy talk. I think the best game is going to be Green Bay-Dallas. No. Yeah. Again, okay. That you guys, you asked. You that's that's. I've been I've been told no by both of you. So Jeff, it's your turn. I was actually looking the almost complete opposite okay. of what Chuck just said. Where I think one of the most entertaining games could be Houston Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, with a a young star in Houston getting his first shot at a home playoff game. The crowd's going to be into it. They're going to be excited. You got Cleveland who come in, who's coming in. Who let's be honest. This is the first time they've been in playoffs in forever, too. So you've got two excited fan bases, two excited teams. That could be that game could be a lot a back and forth situation. Um, I just don't see the Cowboys falling at home in the playoffs, and I don't. I don't think they're going to fold. I think it's going to be a good game. And when they're playing at home, they are like twenty five points better than everybody else they've played this year. Like it's just dominant play. The second one that I would say is boring for a completely different reason. I, I this could be a close game. It just won't be fun. Would be the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins in what will be Blizzard twenty twenty four. I think it's just going to be cold and snowy and miserable. And I those aren't they're fun games to watch for like ten minutes. Yeah, the and then the, is, then you're reminded how bad the football is. I think the snow is today and tomorrow, and it's it's bitter cold. On uh, on Saturday. All right, Jamie. All right, I I disagree with Jeff too. Okay, <laughs> I think the Chiefs Dolphins is the is a lot of fun. It's not my answer, <clears throat> but it's a lot of fun because of the superstars involved and how mm-hmm. good both of those teams are. Um, and so. Yeah, I think that's a good matchup, but I don't think it's the best. I think the Rams and the Lions is the one that's the most fun for me. Okay, and you do have the the players that are involved in returning to the you know scene of the crime and all that good stuff. I think that's the one that's the most um, compelling to me. Um, I think I think I'm going to go with the same answer that Chuck had with the Browns over the Texans. I feel like that'll be the largest margin of victory for anybody. I do not think the Cowboys Packers is going to be close. I don't I think the Cowboys will win. Mm-hmm. I definitely I don't think they'll blow them out, but I I just feel like Dallas will be comfortably in control of that one and win 27 to 14 or something like that and we'll we'll never as people who are rooting for the Cowboys have to worry. Okay. Yeah. The the Monday night one I feel like is the forgotten matchup this weekend. Yeah, because it's on Monday night, and I just don't know what to expect because the Eagles have been so incredibly bad. But I think we all know they're capable of so much more. But holy cow, they've been bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, does that team have any internal leadership? Does that team have any heart? We're getting ready because it out. surely looks like they have just packed it in. Yeah. 
Uh, how are you feeling about your Buffalo Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers? I did not mention them for a reason. Hope for the best, expect the worst? Is that right? I mean, I no. Mean, I don't know what the line is, but Buffalo should be favored in that game, and that means that they'll somehow figure out a way to mess it up. Chuck, expect the worst. Hope for the best. Hope for something a little bit better. I, 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 Just, I can't get Expect the worst. There's so Hope many of these things. Hope for something a little bit I better. I really honestly think you say I'm wrong on purpose. No, I, I Just don't. Just so we can stop and try to help you no. again. I, I don't. I don't. Okay. Somebody wanted Either to that or you're the worst listener of all time. I might be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might be. My wife thinks I need to have my hearing checked. Um, did Chuck ever figure out his Monday saying, or does the amnesia saga continue? Uh, Victory Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Victory Monday. I couldn't believe you couldn't remember I know. That. I couldn't either. Uh, Robert says Dallas will beat Green Bay by 13. Uh, Green Bay at That's Dallas. about what I expect. Mikey, I'm going to sure hope the Cowboys get it together in the playoffs. I do remember Green Bay coming to the Cotton Bowl in 1966 and Cowboys going to Lambeau Field New Year's Eve 1967. That didn't work out so well for them. It's awesome that you remember that, but I don't think either one of those games is going to have any impact on None. this one. Yeah, probably not. And and for me, you know, I'm going to I'm going to lament going into that Miami Kansas City game, the three playoff losses that you have to them and I'm going to probably correlate something back to Christmas Day 1971 that I've still not gotten over. Okay. So, I mean, I'll be, I'll okay. be right there with the Cowboy fan, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the Packers situation. Okay, so here's the biggest question of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you solidified Peacock yet? Well, thankfully, I don't have to worry about that because where I'll be... It will be broadcast over the air. Since I'm going to be in Kansas City this weekend. So it's over the air in the home market? In the home market, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so I don't have to worry How about How are that. they saying exclusively on Peacock then? Well, I don't know. I don't know, but in Miami. Mm, you, and Kansas better, City. you better make sure. <laughs> it's my understanding. Okay? It's my understanding. My understanding. Okay. My understanding is in the. Uh, in the Boy. home market, it's, it's it's which makes sense. Which makes sense. Yes. Which makes sense. And and my younger brother, where I'll be, is he's way smarter than me. So it will be better will looking. it be on NBC in that home market? Yeah, yeah. He's better looking. He's more athletic. He's smarter. Um, clearly, he's done well for himself. Both my brothers. And well, this is very disappointing that <laughs> Chuck doesn't have to line this up himself. That he's got somebody to take care of it for him. <laughs> We wanted to hear about the struggle. He's the struggle. writing a check, and he's making the problem go yeah. away. The check is getting to Kansas City. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so rather than order Peacock, Chuck is going. <laughs> <laughs> get on a plane and go to Kansas City right, just yeah. to avoid the right. $6 right. That's, right. That's a month charge that's, of Peacock. That's, a, that's how we roll, Mike. That's how we, that's how we roll. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh goodness, that's funny. You wish that was the true story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is so dumb that it's peacock only. Unbelievable and ridiculous to the NFL to do that. I I agree with that. Uh, this a lot of pressure on Dallas Green Bay. Young guns have nothing to lose. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I agree. Yeah. Uh, see, I got. I just got a. I just got a. A, a, a communique from uh, my niece's husband who says. 
I have Peacock. Let me know if you need my login. See? Man helping man there. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Thank you, Mark. See, I have Peacock, too. I guess I could have offered it to him. <laughs> I, want to, I want to hear about the struggle. I want to hear about your frustration. I'll I want to know. hear how many, how many plays you missed. Save it for Monday. I don't want to hear about it Saturday night. Okay, I, I, I promise not to text you. Okay, I, I, I go out of my way. Not I to want text you. you to see the game, but I want you to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually more fun for us. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. <clears throat> Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments on <clears throat> the. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t 973com for that of the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open too at 806-771-0973. You'll never guess who I got an email from at 756 this morning. Joy McGuire. No. Okay. I don't know. Who? You'll never guess, so I'm not going to force you to. Peacock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Telling about new shows that they have coming okay, up. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. It's like they're listening or something. And they tell you about the big show that's uh, coming up Saturday night, seven o'clock in uh, Kansas City. The Dolphins and the Chiefs. It is not actually not listed on here. Not listed. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. listed. Okay. In terms of a really big, really big show. That's they just coming. listed off all the movies that have a bridge in them. <laughs> <laughs> they did that we would really know they were listening. Uh, <laughs> should have stuck with the bridge over the river kwai yeah know, that's fair know. that's fair uh that's fair uh let's see somebody says this i'm going with what vegas says bill's biggest blowout and brown's texans closest game eagles bucks could be a train wreck for the eagles boy if the eagles if they fail to win a playoff game after where they were it makes you kind of question what's going on there in Philadelphia, doesn't it? It really does. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I think it feels like it's somewhat clear that they don't have a lot of internal leadership with their, you know, guys on the field, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't expect. But, I mean, for them to just play like they did in that last game um, and really just kind of fizzle down the stretch here. But... You know, that's a team that lost their OC and their DC in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't think those things matter, then you're lying to yourself. Um, so they just have not been the same team. Obviously, they started strong, though. No no doubt. I mean, and, and uh, you know, they had obviously had a great run last year, making it to the Super Bowl where they, they lost to uh, the Kansas City, the eventual champion. Um, is there a... Is there one particular game on Sunday that you look at and go, oh, that's ripe for an upset? Ripe for an upset. Yeah. Um, no. Who's favored in the Eagles of Bucks game? In the Eagles Bucks game, uh, Philadelphia is by th- by three. Who's favors and favored in the Lions and Rams? Detroit by three. Because okay, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see either one of the Rams and the Buccaneers win. Mm-hmm. Would you? No, I mean, it, you know, I mean, I, I, you know what? No, I think, I think it's going to be a double-digit win for the Eagles. I think they're going to, they're going to put Baker Mayfield on his can. That's certainly what I hope. I mean, he's had, he, he's had a really good season. 
enough that he's probably going to get a nice little sweet deal from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for them to keep him. Um, Red Raider 2 Guns says this, the Chiefs, Chuck, I think it ends badly. They have not played well. Who's favored in that game? Okay, the Chiefs are favored in that game by four and a half. My, my guess is primarily because of injuries to the Dolphins. <clears throat> I think if the Chiefs win that, I mean... I would pick they, the Chiefs. You probably so, but I mean, they just have not... It has not been clicking. I mean, they look like a they look like a train that's not like clickety clack, clickety clack, clickety clack. They look like a train, you know. They look like like uh, if you think about Thomas the Train, you know, back in the day, you know, your your kids probably didn't weren't in the Thomas the Train no. kind of deal. Okay, young phenom, big fan Thomas the Train. It it looks like they need Thomas the Train, which is the smallest of all the trains. To come and help the big engine train. I forget his name. To help him get to the roundhouse. Okay? So, th- th- I just don't see anybody on the Chiefs that <laughs> kind of looks like Thomas the Train that's going to help pull the big engine and, and kind of save the day. Kind of be the Rudolph of the trains for, for the Chiefs. 15 is not that guy? Well, 15 is, it has struggled because... Everybody around him is kind of letting him down. While he has done it, Patrick Mahomes can't throw the football and catch it. Yeah. I mean, he's done it, but that's not a consistently good offense when he does. No. Kind of sound like Tom Brady's wife is going to channel, Brittany Mahomes is going to channel Giselle. Um, X. X. Well, now X. X wife. No, X. I'll bet he would say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, X. Yeah. No. So anyway, so Thomas, Thomas, the, Thomas the train needs to go help help the Chiefs out. It's the only only place you'll get that kind of analysis on the NFL playoffs right here. Mm-hmm. Thomas the train mm-hmm. needs to help the Chiefs out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. Yeah. How about the? Uh, I apologize for keep asking you these things. Uh, how about the Texans and Browns, which I think will be a blowout. But what's the uh, line on that one? Okay, the, the, sorry, the line on. I was silly me. I, I you were to, looking up Thomas the Train. I wanted to get all the other names right, like oh, okay. <laughs> Percy and others. Uh, <laughs> which I'm sorry, you asked me about the Browns and the Texans. Yeah, Cleveland by two and a half. Yeah, I think that'll be more than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would would really love to watch the Texans win that game, but I don't know. There's a proud part of me that's rooting for the Browns because I want to see them do good without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm Joe Flacco. I mean, he's. But I mean, do you, you don't have anything against the Texans, though. No, no, I'm I'm rooting for yeah. them. Okay. Yeah, I, I want the Texans to win. Um, let me ask you this. Just kind of shift gears. Just for, there's so, so there's now eight coaching jobs open. Is there anybody on in the college ranks that you go, they could make that transition to the NFL? I mean, Harbaugh's going to be the maybe the, the top name, but there was a report out yesterday that Kirby Smart could be romanced by the Atlanta Falcons, make a lot more money, and you could have he could actually have losses and not be met with pitchforks and knives when he got home. 
Um, would also not to have the advantage of having a much better roster than almost every single team that he plays. But he could make maybe double the money. Okay. Double the money? The Falcons are going to play double what Georgia pays? He's at $10 million a year, and they're saying that... At Georgia? Could, and yes. they're going to pay him $20 million for the Falcons? That's what, they're, that, that's what this report was. That he could... Who, who's make, the highest paid NFL head coach right now? Uh, I don't have that. I don't have that number. The Atlanta Falcons are going to pay somebody twenty million dollars a year to be their head coach. That's what they said. That's what the report said. Uh, somebody says this: Chuck Taylor Swift is Thomas the train. No, Thomas is a good guy. <laughs> Thomas is Thomas is helpful. Belichick is paid twenty a year by the Patriots. But he's won six Super Bowls, too. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.